Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. As you may have heard, the president made a big announcement on Monday evening. It is my honor and privilege to announce that I will nominate Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the United States Supreme Court. And with Kavanaugh potentially joining the highest court in the nation, everyone on both the left and the right is examining how he might rule on key issues. What do we know about Brett Kavanaugh and what kind of a justice he would make? One of the big questions that a lot of people are asking is, what does this mean for Roe v. Wade? Democrats already are saying uh, that he is hostile to women's rights. He's in the pocket of corporations, uh, that he has you know, views about expansive presidential power. He has limited the EPA. He's limited the power of the director of the CFPB. If he is confirmed, Kavanaugh could also play a decisive role in the future of health care, and especially the Affordable Care Act, something Republicans have wanted to repeal for years. All of this is happening as the Trump administration is also taking steps to dismantle the Obama-era law. Well, joining me to sort out where things stand with health care and what to look out for are Jeffrey Young, senior reporter at HuffPost, and Tammy Luby, senior writer at CNN Money. And Jeff, as a judge on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, there was a case that was before him about the Affordable Care Act. Do we have a sense of where he stands on this issue? Well, if people remember back the first time the ACA was before the Supreme Court, it was about whether the individual mandate was constitutional. Uh, judge Kavanaugh, in an earlier similar case, ruled kind of like the way Roberts did, which said, yes, it's constitutional if you look at the mandate and the penalty that goes with it as a tax, as Congress's taxing power. They're taxing you if you don't buy health insurance. So that might hint a little bit that if a similar issue came up again before the court, assuming he's confirmed, that he would rule a similar way. But it's really hard to necessarily draw hard and fast conclusions from that sort of thing, because every case is different. The stakes would be different on the Supreme Court. The coalitions between the justices would be different, et cetera. So we don't really have a good sense of where he stands on the Affordable Care Act. No, I don't think so. I mean, he's a conservative judge being uh, nominated by a Republican president. So I think if you had to make a guess or a bet, you'd be pretty safe saying he's not crazy about the ACA. But we don't really know for sure. But Tammy, this is something the Democrats are trying to highlight, like he could lead to the end of it. Uh, Is that a legitimate threat? Well, it's all about pre-existing conditions. Right now, that's an extremely popular part of the law. It's one of the reasons why Congress couldn't repeal it last year. So now there's a case in Texas where a bunch of Republican attorney generals have come together trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. The Justice Department surprisingly supported some of their positions. And the fear among Democrats is that if this case were to go up to the Supreme Court and were to rule in favor of the attorney generals, then it could be possible that the main popular tenets of the Affordable Care Act, the protection of people with pre-existing conditions, could disappear. And that means that if you have ever had any problem, you might not either be able to get insurance at all or you might have to pay a lot more for it. If you step aside from the Supreme Court fight, the Trump administration has been taking other steps to try and cut into the effectiveness of the Affordable Care Act. And just recently they took action in this last week. Yes, they did. They cut a key set of payments to insurers that help them manage risk. Insurers are concerned that they may get a lot of sick people, so this helps them. They cut those payments, uh, or temporarily halted them, actually. And then they actually cut the budget for navigators, who are people who help consumers sign up for the Affordable Care Act. The navigators had their budget cut for 2018. They are having their budget cut again for next year, and there are a lot of people who are concerned that 
this is going to hurt enrollment because there's a lot of choices out there now and people won't know where to go. Jeff, this seems to be a theme, like cut the number of people enrolling in the program. Uh, The tax bill that was approved at the end of last year basically eliminated the mandate that if you didn't sign up for it, you would be taxed. Are we seeing the impact of that? A little bit already, because over a rolling basis, insurance companies around the country have to file their rate requests for next year with state regulators. And what a lot of them are telling these state regulators, and it's not universal, but it's, it's very common, is we are unsure that enough healthy people will sign up for our products absent there being a mandate and a financial penalty for not complying with it. We're going to assume our customer base is going to be sicker and more expensive, and we're going to increase premiums much more than we expected to. And in some cases, these insurers are telling regulators, we were actually going to reduce premiums next year, but now we can't. We have to increase them instead. So, Tammy, that sounds like the Affordable Care Act is in trouble. Well, you would think so, but if you really look at it, there's a couple of bright spots, the most important which is that insurers are actually getting back into the exchanges. Anthem is expanding back into areas of Kentucky that it pulled out of for this year. Uh, There are about a dozen new entrants into different markets across the state. There are going to be more states that have uh, more choices. There's some interesting startups, Oscar and Bright Health, that are expanding into new markets, and they see this as an, a market where they can make money. One thing that we've really seen is there have been a lot of premium hikes in the Affordable Care Act over the recent years. That's been well publicized. But now insurers are actually either breaking even or starting to make money. And some of them who wanted to stay in this market find that it's a good business for them. But is it good business for the individuals who are looking for health care? Are they getting good plans or are they, uh, are they getting good plans but they're becoming more expensive? The answer to that question is related to what Tammy was just talking about. Insurance companies have figured out for the most part that the way to be profitable in this space is to target subsidized consumers because the way the subsidies are constructed and they go for people who make up to four times poverty, which is about $40,000 for a single person, the subsidies completely absorb the premium increases. So for those customers, year over year, they're paying the same amount of money, and they they may not even know that their rates went up because they're getting tax credits to offset it. What that means, though, is there's a widening gap between how well this market is working for subsidized consumers as opposed to unsubsidized consumers because the gross price of the insurance is much, much higher than it was a couple of years ago. And if you don't qualify for any assistance, you're faced with either paying that amount of money, which, I mean, I, you know, people I know told me stories about you know, shopping this year for the worst plan in the market with a you know $8,000 deductible, and it was $1,000 a month. Uh, and that's just too much. And they're just going to keep getting getting higher. And that's a result of a combination of things that the Affordable Care Act didn't get right in the first place and things the Trump administration has done to worsen those problems for that segment of the market. Can we take a snapshot now with where things are at with insurance in this country? The way things stand right now is it looks as though there's going to be a continuing bifurcation in the market for people who buy their own health insurance, with people who don't have health problems in pre-existing conditions buying cheap, skimpy plans, people who do have health problems in pre-existing conditions having to buy these very expensive plans. If they get financial assistance, it's pretty good for them. If they don't, it's pretty lousy. Jeffrey Young is a senior reporter at HuffPost. And Tammy Luby is a senior writer at CNN Money. Thank you both for joining. My pleasure. Thank you. And I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 